From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Bob Gardner, founder and CEO of Gardner Builders, talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson. Gardner talks about his company's history and philosophy and about the outlook for the Twin Cities construction market. All right. Well, I'm pleased to be joined by Bob Gardner, CEO and founder of Gardner Builders right here in Minneapolis. Uh, Bob, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Brian. Thank you. Good. So, um, we're just talking about how summer is flying by, and uh, it seems like that's always the case this time of year. But uh, good, good time for building things. So um, hopefully, you're. It sounds like you're keeping busy out there, um, which is nice. But uh, tell us a little bit about. I guess if you could start with, you know, I, I know that Gardner Builders has been around for. I think you were founded in 2010, uh, right here in Minneapolis. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that and how you came to found the company and um, some of the specific sectors that you work in. And uh, just tell us a little bit more about that. Certainly. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to, to chat with you and, uh, and, and for the folks that read Finance and Commerce, it's, um, it's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure. Um, so founding Gardner Builder. So I've actually started construction. Nobody in my family was in construction. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force, retired from the Air Force. Um, and we have, uh, you know, I took a class in high school in Hampton, Virginia called World of Construction. And I had a teacher named Harold Heinbaugh who, um, who actually, you know, honored me at the end of the year uh, with the uh, most outstanding student in the world of construction uh, in front of 3,000 of my closest peers at school uh, so it was it was actually humbling and um, and energizing at the same time uh complete honor and uh at, you know we we built a cross section of a house and got to learn all the pieces and parts of of how construction gets put together and all the trades that work and um in order to make that uh that you know come to fruition and uh so I had a pretty long and circuitous journey to starting Gardner builders. Um, did an apprenticeship at Newport News Shipbuilding, building aircraft carriers and submarines. I uh, went to Wisconsin and studied civil engineering with an emphasis on construction engineering management. Um, and then uh, then spent some time out in San Francisco where I met my wife who grew up in Minnesota. And so then we ended up here. And I worked at several places here in Minnesota prior to uh, starting Gardner Builders. But, you know, I have four young and now they're not young anymore, but I had at the time I had four young children and um, I would come home, you know, and they would greet me with this amazing energy. And I didn't like the place I worked, but I loved what I did. 
Um, and so I wasn't able to reciprocate that energy to them. And so it dawned on me that uh, there, there are opportunities uh, to create a company where I would love to work and others would love to work as well. And so when, when I founded Gardner Builder, the philosophy has been honed, but we only have one goal. It's a place uh, it's that we create a place where people who come to work with us feel valued for the work that they do and who they are as human beings. They feel challenged in the work that we give them so that they do, you know, that they're, you know, there's this insatiable desire to continue to do more. Um, and that we provide an environment where they love to come to work, whether that's the field um, or on the job site or in the office. And, and uh, if we do that, um, we create this really positive environment for the construction world. And so we look at our, our opportunity to create a place where our employees come first. Uh, clients hire us for a business objective. But if we create a place where our employees feel that, they're going to bring that energy home and their family's going to feel it. But then they're also going to bring it to our trade partners and our design partners. And we can't do what we do without great trades and people who do the work physically. But we also can't do what we do without great design partners who help us, uh, you know, imagine and envision what the client wants to, you know, to live in at the end of the day. Um, so if we do all that well, we're going to create uh, an amazing journey and then hopefully, you know, do more projects. And so we've gone from, you know, October 1st of 2010. And, uh, you know, with a couple of employees, myself and a co-founder, Jeff Coleman, um, to where now I have uh, four business partners and uh, Bert Westerman, Barry Stoffel, Dave Hecker, and then John Hellman. And we all have different roles. Um, I play the role of, uh, you know, founder, CEO and president. Um, but we, you know, we complement each other well and we have grown the business to a point where here we are almost 13 years later and um, have nearly 200 employees and offices and three locations. So we call them culture hubs in Duluth, Milwaukee, and Minneapolis. And then we, excuse me, last year we completed projects in 15 different states. So we do work around the country. We travel with clients that, that, um, we enjoy doing work with and they they appreciate us for how we do the work we do right and so um tell us a little bit about the types of projects you typically pursue so as we started out uh it was you know it's baby steps and it was focused on um mostly class a high-end high touch high like really uh demanding clients so we did a bunch of work with uh, one of the largest fortune 500 companies in town when we started and uh, we still do quite a bit of work for them and um, and then in the high rises downtown where it's not easy to get in so you have to, so our philosophy is you have to be a a guest a great guest because great guests always get invited back and so um, started out as as really kind of like high-end high-touch tenant improvement and we've expanded that to we've got a service group that um, we probably have uh, 14 service vans on the road now um we do industrial ground up industrial we do historic renovation um the dayton's project the leona project up in duluth uh are two of the you know kind of premier projects that we've worked on so building repositionings uh we've done um we're doing quite a bit of healthcare, uh and then retail ground up 
um, you know, the industrial side of stuff. And then we're doing um, more like life sciences and uh, more high tech type projects as well. So it's been, it's, you know, started out very focused on tenant improvement so that we could build our, you know, get our feet underneath us. And as we've grown and as we've added uh, more teammates, we've expanded our, um, you know, the line of business that we pursue. Okay. Uh, have you done any of the uh, conversion projects? There's been, you know, like office to apartment conversions, things like that. Seems to be a, a thing now. Yeah. So in, in Duluth, we, we did uh, two projects for Roars, which, um, which were office that got converted to apartments, uh, you know, right adjacent to our office in downtown Duluth. Um, and then Leona was the former jail that got converted to market rate, 33 market rate apartments, um, and has, has garnered a bunch of attention nationally for, uh, for the efforts put into that historic building. Yeah, I imagine all of those projects are unique, but uh, are there any particular challenges that uh, come with uh, doing a conversion project like that? Uh, you know, what are some of the common threads? Co- common threads are, you know, they have historic tax credit dollars to them. And so there are um, there are very specific and sometimes ambiguous criteria. And it all depends on the team that's looking at the, the project. And it all depends on how... Um, you know how the the building wants to be converted, and so there are things that need to be maintained or recreated to create that uh, that historic piece. And um, so, you know, sometimes and oftentimes, you know, the tradespeople want to just get after it and do great work. But then there's you know when there's a little bit of ambiguity, we have to make sure that we've got great partners that help us focus on the the work that needs to take place in order to qualify for the the tax credits and so that actually becomes a little bit of a you know of a balancing act and but it's also one that we've come become really accustomed to and um and i think have created great partnerships in order to to help our clients uh realize those benefits of the tax credit yeah it's interesting a lot of those tag uh, projects wouldn't go forward but for the tax credit so um from my understanding so um, completely yeah uh, so what else can you tell us? Uh, I know that you've had uh, a couple of your projects. I think two or three are in our FNC top projects this year. Uh, anything in particular you wanted to highlight or talk a little bit about uh, as far as some of the uh, more recent projects? Sure. Uh, you know, we did a nice project for Davis and Associates and um, lighting distrib- distributor that uh, that handles, you know, probably 800 different lines of of lighting and really a fantastic client. And that was a fun project for our team to work on. And we've gotten to know the the team over there at Davis um, really well. I think that's, you know, we're honored to have that be a, be a project that uh, was recognized by finance and commerce. Um, we have some others, I think, you know, there's, and maybe not this year, but in the past of like 2021, where we did a bell bank repositioning, which, Kind of re-did, reskin the building and turn it into this amazing space, and um, and then the two twenty two downtown uh, Minneapolis, their lobby reimagining um, in common spaces. That's just a 
it's really reinvigorated the building given everything else that's going on over over the past three years it's it's been a kind of bright spot in downtown so uh, we're again grateful to have been recognized for that and yeah i'm familiar with that 222 building where finance <laughs> and commerce has its offices so that's great uh great job there so Thank what you. else can you tell us looking ahead i guess to the next um sort of the, the the macro outlook for construction here in the next six to 12 months. Um, it, a lot of stuff going on. Um, it seems like inflation's moderating a little bit at least. And uh, although the Fed is still talking about maybe uh, another interest rate hike, but uh, you know, that's going to have an impact, but what are you ta- what, what are your thoughts on sort of where we're headed with uh, construction here? Um, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm bullish. I think, um, you know, we've, the speculation during COVID was that, you know, that projects would dry up. And I think construction maybe is one of the only sectors in the market that, that actually grew through COVID and through, you know, the, the recession. Um, we are quite honestly, we're, you know we're having record years as well, and we're we're busier than we've ever been, and which is is a great thing. We're adding phenomenal team members, and we have clients that want to continue to to build with us. Um, I do see. I actually don't. You know, with office, so it's certain sectors that 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 everything goes in cycles, and right now office is is somewhat taking a beating, but. You know, when when somebody maybe wants to move out of downtown and move somewhere else or that leaves a vacancy downtown or maybe leaves an opportunity for somebody else who wanted to be downtown previously to move downtown. And we're seeing, you know, we're seeing folks move out and we're seeing folks move in. And and I don't know that it's a, a bigger move exodus out of downtown Minneapolis than there are coming in. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the data analysts will tell you it's it's probably leaning towards leaving downtown but i see some really cool projects on the horizon that are bringing new class a space if you look at the class a space around that's being new class a that's being developed there they're nearly full and so you can see there's this thirst for really high amenity and and nice space um i do see you know industrial while it was taking off is moderated a little bit, but it's still very busy. Um, healthcare, there's continuous uh, work in healthcare and uh, healthcare maybe paused a little bit more during, uh, you know, during the past three years, but we're starting to see that move up as well, um, as well as uh, retail on the early years took a pretty hard hit and it's having a pretty nice rebound as well. As well. Okay. What do you see uh, for the future of your company in particular? Do you plan to expand into other markets or perhaps other project types? Uh, what can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, certainly. Again, we're in Duluth, um, Culture Up Duluth, Milwaukee. Uh, we just want a large uh, world headquarters for a large corporation. There, uh, we'll expand in Milwaukee. Um, we are doing. 
three fairly sizable projects in Chicago, and there's a natural draw to Chicago. Uh, we haven't made a commitment to show up and um, open an office in Chicago, but we have a, a fairly large presence there now. Um, and the client that we have that uh, developed the Dayton's project, we're doing a large project for them in Chicago. Um, and then we have you know, clients that take us all over the country. And so we've developed really robust alliance partnerships with large contractors around the country. And so when we travel with clients, sometimes we'll do the work ourselves, but in markets where we've got that robust relationship, we'll lean on uh, alliance partnerships, other contractors to help us fulfill the commitment to the client. Okay. Well, and just to backtrack a little bit, you mentioned you went to high school in Virginia. Are you from that yeah. area? I'm from everywhere. I've I've grown up all <laughs> over the country. I was born on the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs and um, lived in Alaska, Washington State, up in Rhode Island, where my dad lived. Um, but uh, my started high school in uh, Air Academy High School in, in Colorado, and then I moved to Hampton, Virginia, and uh, worked there, like finished high school there, and then did my apprenticeship, started working in construction, but did my apprenticeship as an outside machinist building aircraft carriers and submarines in Virginia, and then finished that apprenticeship and went to Wisconsin to study civil engineering. Nice. Well, I'm a lifelong Minnesotan, uh, except for a brief time when I lived in the Chicago area. But uh, I love uh, love it here, and uh, we're we're happy to have you here. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on um, before we let you go, or um, any any parting thoughts? Yeah, I think. Um... You know, and and I don't know that the point of uh, the point of our business is is getting awards and recognition, but um, you know, as as we've talked um, previously, there's there's some recognition that we've gotten from you know best places to work or um, most in, you know most innovative companies to work for uh, through Fast Company. Um, we're grateful for those recognitions, but they come from creating um meaningful uh teams within our organization and it's the people that work within you know i that i work with at gardner builders that are creating amazing things out in the world and so you know part of the recognition from fast company is you know we've had a we've got a group called pulse and it's basically this keeping the pulse on the culture of of Gardner Builders, and there are no executives, there are no owners in that group. It's uh, boots on the ground members that actually discuss ideas, and dis- you know. So we had um, an accounting, an accounting um, woman who said she was grateful to work here because she just had a baby, and that she had a place to you know to have a wellness room within our office. And then we had another um, woman who's a laborer and said. Hey, well, that's great. That's for the office, but on the job site, when you're pregnant, you've you've had a baby, you have to go um, pump in the biffy, and so to to create a time to pump in the biffy, that's not really ideal. And so it sparked an opportunity uh, for discussion to create wellness pods 
And we, we don't know that we want to own this. Like we've, we've created the idea as a team and it's, um, so we've launched wellness pods in three of our projects to create a space for nursing mothers or folks that maybe need to take a break to make a phone call to a doctor or make a doctor's appointment for their kids or for prayer or, you know, but, but they're like deliberately placed in an, in a time when we know that outside of veterans, so the, the number one, um, the number one cause for, uh, for suicide is construction. So this number one industry, so outside of veterans, the number one industry for, uh, for suicides is, um, is construction. And so mental health and, and mental wellness is a big push for us. And so creating wellness pods is also one of the, the opportunities uh, to provide relief for teammates or trade partners who need a break or need need an opportunity to go make a phone call. Um, oftentimes when your boots on the ground on the job site, it's, it's all about productivity and there's not enough time to actually take a mental pause. And I think we need to make space for that deliberately, not just at Gardner Builders, but across the industry. Yeah, well, good for you for doing that. I wrote a couple of articles last year about the whole mental health crisis, and yeah. uh, especially in construction. And uh, good, good for you for for being aware of that and taking some action to uh, be a, a a better employer. And workplace workplace has always been a big deal, but workplace culture, I think, is especially important now as people compete for talent and it just uh it, it makes good business sense and obviously good for the workers too so um good for you for doing that yeah thank you very much if you if you don't have great workers you can't do great work well bob thank you again for your time uh, been a pleasure chatting with you hope we can stay in touch certainly and, um, thank you brian have a great day and uh, good luck with your projects thank you Take care. Take care.